Welcome to Parks and Rec episode 85, which features one of my favorite scenes of all time. This is Anne's Decision, season 5, episode 12, written by Nate DeMeo, directed by Ken Whittingham, aired February 7th, 2013, right after the Super Bowl. Joey has been excited about this scene for like the last several episodes, thinking, oh, is this the episode where it's going to be in? And then finally, when he saw the title of this episode we did today, he got all excited and was like, <gasps> I think it's going to be next week. I'm so. seeing the description of this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, 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 necessarily yeah. the title, but yes, yes. Fantastic all around. But in any case, I'm Joey. I'm Haley. And I'm Son. And for first time listeners to the show... I love how the computer fan goes off as soon as we start recording. Clearly a sign it can't handle the power of this podcast, but such is life. We'll, we'll fix it in post, as is our mantra. But yeah, new listeners to the, sh- the show here. Uh, we watch the show Parks and Rec. Sean, you work in Parks and Rec. And we're getting Parks and Rec while we're doing it. And tonight, what are we drinking? I guess I'll go first. I'll answer my own question. <laughs> Good call. It's the uh, coffee porter from Last Stand Brewing. Yeah. Uh, I when when we were about to uh, when it looked like social distancing was on the horizon, went over to an H E B. Went to the brewery section where there's beer and wine and mixins, and H E B has as many grocery stores do, like Just a build your own pack. Aisle. And I uh, picked out six beers that looked entertaining. I would say Last Stand Brewing, probably the least uh, exotic of the but look how shiny album the covers. Uh, but the top is very shiny. Uh, this looks it kind of looks like it's in a koozie almost on the packaging. Mm-hmm, I like um, it. Very, very smooth, as as is the coffee porter. It says smooth and velvety. And I would say the can is as well. I didn't try the drink, but I like the can because I hate coffee. Um, also when we bought those, because you hate coffee, no friend. Uh, so when we bought those and we were checking out, Joey had run to the bathroom, which we know means he'll be gone forever because inexplicably when he has to pee, he ends up, I don't know, like reading an article and going through five more aisles. I don't know what he, what happened. But anyway, I was like waiting and waiting and waiting because the lady was like, we got to go. We got to check out. And we had to split the purchase. Uh, cause we were trying to buy milk and they told us we had to split it into two purchases. But anyway, so she rung up the beers that were in this little six pack and she was trying to put them back in and she was like, I don't know how you guys got these in there. That's really impressive. And I said, oh yeah, he was, he had to figure that out. And she said, yeah, I finally had to pick them all up and try to put them down at the same time. And I was like, yeah, I think that's how he did it. So even the, um, cashier was impressed with Joey's ability to, to fill up this six pack. Thank you. Yeah. I'm Sean, what do you have? It looks like pure blood, yeah. I'm drinking uh, pure blood, as brought to you by the <laughs> Nightly Vampires of Austin. Ooh. Um, no, it is oh. uh, Minute Maid Fruit Punch with zero sugar. Tastes great by <laughs> itself. But I added some Malibu coconut rum. And Does that have it. sugar? Yeah, it's, it, it, I'm sure it has <laughs> plenty of sugar. It's rum. Yeah. Rum is alcoholic sugar. Mm-hmm. Sugarholic um, alcohol. But oh. it tastes great. I'm glad to be back on the bandwagon. <laughs> Your face says it all, Sean. And 
You uh, had, I believe, predicted that this episode featured Anne coming to Austin to uh, make her decision to be with Sean. That would have been a better decision than the decision she made. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking you wouldn't be happy with this decision. We will, of course, dive into all of this. But first, we got to get to trivia. Oh, trivia. Where, uh, as we mentioned last time, we're practicing social distancing practices. Just, no, we're just practicing social listening. So, Mm -hmm. Sean, you are afar uh, up in North Austin, which might as well be Canada. And so we've tweaked trivia a little bit. Instead of a who can can do it faster, we've come up with three questions. And by we've, I mean, I have come up with three questions for each of you. Haley leads this trivia six and and a half to four and a half. There is no tiebreaker once Ah. again. Uh, But maybe, I I don't know, I can probably figure something out. Uh, But we'll see. We shall see what is going to happen here. Okay. Who, who's first? Sean, you're trailing in the series six and a half to four and a half. <laughs> so you have the honor of going first. Oh. All right. He's very exciting. In the cold open. Oh, no. I was about to, was about to send the hot open, but that's oh, not I a thing. In the cold open. Uh, oh, Anne, yeah, I do. Anne has made a, a point to, when she goes out to eat, order food. Uh, that she would normally eat, but then she also orders something that she would never order and eat. What Fuck. is the thing that she would always eat that she orders? Ah, it was something fruit, fruit. It was fruit. I remember it being like a salad and berries. We're going salad and berries. Is that correct? That is not correct. Uh, Haley. Is it oatmeal and fruit? Or just oatmeal? It's oatmeal, yes. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Sean putting his head down in dismay. There may have been some fruit uh, involved, but... Yeah, definitely oatmeal. Definitely oatmeal, yes. No, go on, go on. No, I don't have anything to add. Oh. (laughs) Just a butt. Yeah. All right, and Haley, your question... As a reminder to everyone listening, the uh, you can steal. So Haley is up one nothing right now. What is the meal that Anne would never order the dish? Catfish? That is correct. Oh, good. I was hoping there wasn't like a second part of it. Haley with a commanding. So that was what I was going to say after the butt, but I figured maybe that would be the next question. <laughs> I knew yes, it was catfish. Sean. You are learning. You are learning from last time. Because when, right. when she said catfish, I was like, wait, what is she doing? She doesn't eat catfish. And it's not, <laughs> that's not a breakfast food. Not a breakfast food. Not a breakfast. I guess food. it didn't necessarily have to be breakfast time, but I feel like everyone was ordering breakfast. Yes. But Amy always orders breakfast, and by Amy, I clearly mean Leslie. Correct, Sean. Question number two. Your question number two, and this is a two-parter. You only need to get one of these correct. There. I like how as he looked learned, at me. As we learned from last time, you only need when to get he one said correct. That. <laughs> and uh, then Sean points through the camera. One of I. Uh, the subplots of this episode is April is basically doing Leslie's job and leading town forums and meetings uh, of the crazy perverted town folk. And she's doing a fashion show for the other folks that are in the office and uh, puts on a jean jacket that. Just a jacket. Just a jacket. It's pretty genie uh, that Leslie formerly owned and still still owns. Uh, and then April reaches into the pockets and pulls out two different things. Oh, okay. 
I know that. What are those items? Remember, you only need one, but if it you remember a, both. It was a Fleetwood Mac concert ticket from 1995. Very nice. And a Sweetums condom. That is correct. Damn. Very impressive. Tempted to give you a bonus point for the year to make this interesting, but we'll just give you the I one point. I knew that whole thing, too. We'll give you the one point. Well, also, then- Sean, as soon as he started this really long monologue of a question, I raised my hand. Yeah, it's very distracting. So yes, I was ready. Thank you for not speaking. I know, I did such a good job. Raising your hand. And your question, question number two here, is on that same jacket, there's a patch sewn on it. What is on the patch? Those are two different outfits. Same jacket. Okay. Anyway, it says Team Aniston, and it has a picture of Jennifer Aniston. Or it just has a picture. I don't know. It says Team Aniston somewhere on the jacket and also has the patch of Jennifer Aniston. We will allow it. Three to one, Haley with the lead. So, Sean, you're going to have to do some work out here. You are going to have to do some work. We will continue with April and Andy. The uh, first forum that April leads does not go very well. Uh, We'll get into what happens during it, but they end up with only three signatures at the end of said meeting. One of them is April's. One of them is Andy's. What is the third name that they get a signature? Uh, fudge. Um, I do not. It does, it's not coming. That's what not. she said. <laughs> uh, the third signature came from. I don't remember. No, I'm sorry. Well, Haley was miming something at me during. I was telling him that there was actually four signatures on the list, but she only says three of them out loud. Um, But the one that she says out loud, which was the third one, which was a fake name, I don't remember what it was, but I think the last part of it was Farts. That's my guess. It was Farts McCool. Dang. (laughs) Uh. Partial credit. Partial credit. Um, But you're going to get the win anyway, so uh, we can ask you. This final trivia. It's a little bit of a longer one. Have we already done three? Yeah. What was the second? You stormed right on through it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this last question here. Tom does not eat calzones because of Tommy's food rule number six. What is that rule? It's don't eat anything that you have to dip yourself. Drizzle it on there for me. I'm not your maid. That is correct. Haley running away. With trivia this time. Yeah, we should make this season. sound more yeah. exciting, Joey. It sounds like we're, I don't know. I feel like we needed a little bit more enthusiasm in that excited win. Oh, I'm sorry. Haley with the win. She's seven and a half to Sean's four there and a half. There you go. A paltry disappointing effort from Sean here today. Playing uh, reminiscent, I would say, of the 2014 Houston Astros who hey. uh, hit rock bottom so that they could hit the top. Excuse me, sir. Years later. I'm sorry. It was the closest... Okay, reminiscent of the 2019-20 Golden State Warriors, who have been... 2019... Much like uh, the last episode, Women in Garbage, they have been trash this year. Dang. Just that the episode was about trash. Last episode is fine. The women were not trash? Quality-wise. The women weren't trash. The episode (laughs) featured a lot of trash. Man, our enthusiasm is convoluted. Yes. But it's there. It is. There it is. Excellent work. There won't be an NBA Finals without the Golden State Warriors this year, so... <laughs> Sean, already very negative. 
Positive uh, thoughts, Sean. Positive thoughts. It's gone. Um, so, <laughs> and by gone, I mean the NBA season. Um, so. So it's. It's gone. By gone, I mean the NBA season. So, so it's, it's the, the NBA, NBA season. season. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this episode is decision and has come up with the genius idea that she's. She's been single for so long. Um, she's not able to date anybody because she just can't find her soulmate. So what she wants to do, and she's been going through the process. She's been, you know, dating herself. Uh, at in the aforementioned trivia, she orders what she wants, and then she also orders what her date would want, or something that she doesn't want that a guy would. Which is like the catfish, which you know caught my eye because I love catfish. Catfish uh, is yeah. good though. <laughs> I said I love catfish. I love catfish. I, I just didn't know that's why it caught your eye earlier. I didn't hear if that's what you said. I just didn't hear you say that. I remembered you say you remember the catfish part. I just didn't know that it was because you love catfish. So I was that was new. I didn't know you loved catfish. Now catfish. I know. Catfish parlor. It's a local Austin treat. Also, Cherry Creek Catfish, another great one. That's um, true. We did go there. Also, Evangeline Cafe, since we're giving shout outs to all the places that have, catfish? that have catfish. Yeah. That was also where I got recognized for being in a band. Which, oh, but the waitress. Oh. The height, yeah, the height of uh, ego stroking. It was great. I wish the other waitress had recognized you because that I would have been happy about it. Um, so I would have done a have you met Sean and I would have gotten up. She would have sat down in my seat. And she would have been like, oh, you're not in a band? I'm confused about this segue. But that's okay because you would have wooed her with other things and yes. other tidbits. But we had catfish um, bites somewhere recently. But where was it? Oh, it was Waterloo. As if, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm, that's the whole story. Anywho, uh, let's see. And so she's going through this process, and Leslie's just with her, and and now Leslie's best friends with two ends, and she keeps getting beautiful by the. <laughs> By the end, um, uh, but like the next day, Anne decides to like, Leslie have an announcement. Um, I want to be a mom, and she wants to uh, she wants to go hit up a sperm bank and get a kid. And Leslie's Leslie's not a fan of this idea, and so she sets up like an interview process for. Uh, wait, no, first, don't first they go to the sperm bank. Yes, right. but before right. they do that, Leslie says my favorite quote of the episode. Which is what? Which is, she's only been dating herself for like six weeks. If Anne met a guy and she wanted to have a baby after only six, have a baby with him after only six weeks, I'd say, congratulations, Anne, and Channing Tatum, because that is the only scenario that would make sense to me. <laughs> Channing Tatum. He is quite the... Uh... Whose name I said correctly for once. He's quite magical. Tanning Chatham. I always say Tanning Chatham. I would jump over to history. Okay. Okay. Oh, because 21. Because I made the magical joke and then he. Yes. Yes. Oh, now I get it. 21 and 22. And he's in other movies as well. I can't can't tell you what they are. Oh, okay. Um. That is not our categories. Uh, so what? Thank God. Well, <laughs> we did terrible. Don't speak too soon, Sean. <laughs> um, and so uh, Leslie's not a fan. They go to a sperm bank and the lady at the desk is like, all right, what do you want? And she's like, I want some sperm. <laughs> she's like, no, but like what personality of the guy of the sperm do you want? 
And, and Anne's like, oh. And so she hands her a binder with, you know, people in it. But then see which Joe comes up behind her. And he's just standing with his crotch in Anne's face. And I'm getting yep. very upset. I'm like, it's just resting on his shoulder as he just with his hands on his hips. And he's fired from the city because he uh, sent his dick out to email it out to everybody uh, that works for the city. So him and his uh, crewmates are just donating sperm to get by financially. Also, um, he said also he, for the free porn. Oh, and for the free porn. And he asked him if he knows anybody, if they know anybody that sells weed, uh, because he's the one that would want to sell weed. <laughs> I mean, that wants some weed, not sell it. It, it. Yeah. He says, hey, if you're looking for weed, let me know, because I'm also looking for weed. <laughs> um, so that makes Leslie and Ann get up and they say, nope, not a fan of this place. So they leave. And then they set up an interview process. Uh, I guess Ann found some names and uh, looked up their... I don't so know how she, she looked up everybody's information. So she, I believe, said that she was going to go home. So Leslie was like, hey, I don't think we're going about this the right way. I think maybe we should like sit down and rethink this and whatever. And then Anne's like, yeah, um, I think I'm going to interview all of the men in, that I know who could be good candidates. This is a great idea, Leslie. And she goes home and she thinks all night and she comes back the next day with a list of three people. And Leslie's all, she's like, wow, how'd you come up with all of this? And then she sees it's only three and she's like, oh, okay. Um, and Anne explains that she crossed off anyone who was married or who, what was it? Was like in jail or something? I don't know. She had a couple of reasons that she crossed people off. So when she got through the whole list, she was left with only three people. Only three people. The first guy was like the super obnoxious guy. He walks in and says, Oh, my couches are leather or something like that. His seats are leather. Oh, he's her doctor or something. Yeah. It's just like, all right, well, you can leave, sir. Yeah, that guy sucked. The second guy was a throwback to, I forget his name, but he could, he was famous in high school for dunking the basketball. Um, So if y'all all all remember that episode, do y'all remember his name? The basketball guy? I should know this. It's Pete something. Pete, I. Pete Basketballito. Pete. Ben, yeah, I think Basketball Lito is the last name. So Pete Basketball Lito, they're having a great conversation. It was like, oh, nice to see you again. Um, and then so Anne asked him, I think he, she asked him one question. No, Pete DeCelio, there it is. Sorry, like, go on. Pete That's kind of like what I said. <laughs> she, uh, she asked him two questions. Uh, one about, you know. Well, and he's enjoying it. And he's like, Anne, this is going really well. Like, if you ever want to go out to dinner or anything. And then Anne's like, yeah, I do have another question for you. And then, but then he's like, wait a minute. She asked him like, oh, because he said, I think he said what college he went to maybe. And she, or he said he's also like a history teacher or something like that. And she says, oh, would you say education is important to you? Yeah. And then he's like, I get it. And he, he's like, you want my sperm, don't you? And he like rose his eyes like the women in this town have been trying to get his sperm for so long. And so he just gets up and leaves. Out of- and they don't even run a relationship. They yeah. just want his sperm. And Leslie's like, wow, that was really astute. <laughs> She's so and impressed. The, the third guy is also a throwback. It is the douche, uh, a.k.a. whatever his real name was. But it's played by Nick Crow. Howard Tuttleman. Howard Tuttleman. Every time Nick Crow's on screen, I can't get big mouth out of my head because it's just his cartoon character child character looks exactly like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's the douche that should go after the douche but i probably won't fix it when i'm editing. 
Um, and Les just like, oh no, like why do I know this name? And like he's like, and he comes in makes making his you know sexist jokes and uh, is also very obnoxious. But um, he explains that Jeff, that's just a character he's created uh, for the radio. He's actually he actually went to Harvard or something like that. Um, yeah. He, and then Leslie's like, so did the, so did the Unabomber or something. Uh, yeah, he went to Northwestern. He's a pretty smart guy. He's actually, when he's not being a douche, he's pretty nice. He's, in, uh, he's uh, very insightful. Um, and then, But then, you know, as he's walking out, he's like, oh, and this is a front. They don't know it's for the sperm. This is for, they told them this is for Anne's blog. Um, so as he's walking out, he turns back into the douche and says some, Said some stuff that you would only hear on like Barstool or something. I don't know. Um, so he leaves, and Anne sold. She's all about Howard, and so Leslie gets upset and she runs down uh, the douche in the parking garage and tells him what this interview was really about. And the douche was still all for it, uh, so much all for it that I guess before Leslie even got back to Anne's office. Uh, he had went on the radio and told the story of some fine chick named Anne wanting his junk uh, to have a baby, so he's gonna be a dad. And da 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 da. And so when Leslie walks in, uh, Anne plays the radio clip for Leslie to hear, and so Anne is not happy with Leslie at this moment in time. Um, I think what ends what ends up happening? She doesn't. She doesn't do the baby. I forgot why. She's pregnant at the end of the episode. That is not why. Because oh, I wasn't no. there. Um, she... Yeah, why does she change her mind? She just said she wasn't ready. Yeah, but what was the like impetus for that, Joey? Do you remember? Mm. No, huh. okay. Well, I'll talk about the other Something plot. happened. I'm sure. The, the other plot. <laughs> <laughs> she Something realizes... Oh, for, oh, Leslie. She was okay, like, later, yeah. Le- uh, Leslie. Like... So Leslie felt bad because Anne was upset with her. So Leslie went on the radio show uh, to say, oh, yeah. hey, hey, can you stop making fun of my friend Anne? Because uh, she really wants to do this and I shouldn't have come and told you. Um, uh, but she's actually serious about this. And uh, so the douche and all his crew, they all have like. Some of the old props from some of the old episodes, like the big old cup from uh, from uh, what's the pl- oh, was it fe- who's Punchburger was that their cups or was that the Slurpee place? Punchburger. It was Punchburger. Okay, so they got the child size cup um, in the back. They're making fart noises, uh, and Leslie just there being annoyed. She's trying to get him to stop, and they said, um, "All right." And the douche goes, "I'll stop if you." Uh, hop in this jello pool. They have an inflatable pool inside filled with jello. And, and wrestle this lady. And wrestle Breasty Bertha. I made sure I remember Ooh. that name thinking it would be uh, <laughs> trivia. It wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breasty Bertha was uh, very attractive. I, I, I'm a fan. Um, but uh, she's like, nah, I'm not doing that. He's like, and the douche is like, but your constituents would love it. She's like, I'm not on here for me. And <laughs> and so uh, he's like, well, I'm going to keep making fun of her. But these, unless you get in the jello pool and just say Rudy like Bill Cosby would on the Cosby show. This is before, I guess, uh, Bill Cosby 
had his. This was 2013 still. Yeah, before he become uh, canceled. So, uh, so she says, if I just have to get in there for one second and say that, uh, am I good? Uh, and they're like, yeah. So she, you know, she takes off her shoes, she rolls up her pants, uh, pant legs, and she uh, gets in to the Jello pool. She says, Rudy. But then they don't like the way she said it. She said, they said she has to say it like Bill Cosby would. And then I don't know what she said. It was a terrible impression of Bill Cosby. <laughs> but they were satisfied with it. So they said, okay, uh, you're done. And she, so she's getting out. And of course, she falls. And she just lands all in the jellos, like rolling around trying to get out. She kind of just gives up and just sits in it. And they're laughing at her. And I kind of felt bad for her at that point. I was like, oh, she, oh, she fell. And then, <laughs> but then that's what... Uh, I guess that uh, cheered Anne up and made her realize, like, yeah, maybe I'm not ready uh, to do this, make this decision. Um, the other plot is Ben and the guys. Ben, the guys being uh, Andy, Tom, and Ron, um, and Chris. And Chris. Uh, they decide. Well, Ben is in charge of the food at the wedding, so Ben has brought in three caterers to try out the food. Uh, and his three expert taste testers are um, Tom, oh, no, Tom Flass, uh, Chris, because Chris likes vegetables, Ron, because Ron likes meat, and Tom, because Tom is a, uh, considers himself a foodie and has a food blog, but apparently what it means to be a foodie is just to take a bunch of Instagram photos of it. This is correct. And not is eat the food. I'm, I'm sure Joey would know more about this than I would. As a foodie, can confirm, correct. <laughs> um, yep. So there's th- three dishes. Thank goodness uh, Joey didn't quiz us on the dishes because I only remember one, um, uh, which was calzones, which, which <laughs> Ben's favorite was the calzones. And they're so uh, small. They're small calzones. And then, but oh. like, wait, why were Ron and Chris were upset about his love for calzones? Because he called him something else. They weren't. He wasn't calling them calzones. He was calling them something else. He was like, "Oh, the the." He says, Chris said, uh, "Like the mini calzones." He's like, "No, these were like a pastry, a, a savory, savory pastry filled with sauce and cheese and seasoned meats." And went on a little <laughs> bit more of of like how great of a delicacy they were. <laughs> and then and Ron then, and Chris spoke to the camera. <laughs> it's a calzone. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> were very it upset. It's literally, literally just a, a little mini calzone. <laughs> Um, and so they do the taste testing thing. Tom's taking a bunch of pictures, not eating it, but you don't know, you don't see him not eat the food. You would think after he takes a bunch of pictures, he ate the food. We don't know. Next scene, uh, is Ben just pale white and just sweating. It looks clammy, gross. And then, uh, Chris comes in and he looks just, no, Chris is on the floor, like just holding his stomach. Not knowing what's happening to him. And they're uh, all, they're in, well, he's, Chris is in his own office and Ben like yeah. makes it to the door and he's like, Chris, I'm dying. <laughs> and they're like, what's happening? And then Ron comes in and Ron just starts to explain how, much, how many shits he's taken. Um, and he's, he's like waddling. They're all in so much pain. And, uh, and they, they have food uh, poisoning. And they, Ron tells them like, it's food poisoning. And like, and they're trying to, Think about what 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 did we eat that gave us food poisoning, and so they go to try to call Tom, but they can they can't make it to the phone. 
So Chris, I think Chris is on the floor. He could, I don't remember the sequence, but um, I can, it's, I Joe, can, it's Joey's Yeah, favorite. Joey will take I can this. step in here. Ben is on the floor. Uh, Chris is walks over to the phone, tries to dial it, can't muster up the strength. So Ron hoists himself up and he <laughs> you know, stumbles over to the phone. And the the interstitials here of Ben being on the floor, but Chris like his face coming in and out of the frame, like just screaming in pain is very funny to me. Very well shot. And Ron is able to, uh, with enough force, swing his entire body to smack the phone onto the floor to Ben and tells him the extension to dial. And Ben has to roll over and dial it with his nose. Yeah. Oh, and it's so good. And so they call Tom over and Tom comes and he uh, he's in no pain. He's in he's jovial. He's in a great mood. It's like, uh, Tom, did you eat, you know, did you eat any of the food? He's like, yeah. Uh, then why don't you have food poisoning? It's like, oh, I didn't eat those calzones because of the quote that Haley gave. And so they all realized that it was the calzones that gave him food poisoning. And Ben said that the calzones betrayed him. That was my quote of the episode. And so, Just the calzones betrayed and, me? Yeah. And so the next day, they... Uh, they did, they're at JJ's and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do for dinner because it has to stay local. Um, uh, Leslie doesn't want any catering from outside of Pawnee. Um, and so Ben's trying to f- figure out what to do. They all order their food. Ron get, orders everything on the menu. So there's like several plates behind him as they're, you know, bringing it in. They all feel better now, by the way. Um, and then... The JJ, he tells Ben, like, oh, and I got, like, four waffles for uh, Leslie for you to take home. And that gives Ben the idea to have JJ's catered uh, for the wedding, which Leslie is all for. Um, And so it was the perfect decision. It was Leslie's favorite place. Um, She said she didn't think it was possible for her to love Ben anymore, but it was possible. Yeah, their love is getting kind of gross. Anyway, <laughs> um, Andy and Anne, uh, not Andy and Anne, Andy and April. April has to run all of Leslie's uh, Pawnee Commons meetings this week. I don't remember why. Um, but so it starts yeah. off with April trying all of Leslie's uh, outfits on. Um, and that's when we saw the Fleetwood Mac uh, concert ticket and Sugar uh, Sweetums condom. Uh, so I guess she picks one that she likes and when the meeting, first meeting starts, she's saying all the things Leslie does. She hit like, uh, something under a chair with like beads on it. She's talking like Leslie. She's all cheerful. And then they start the, you know, the town hall part of it and start asking, uh, the people to speak. One guy, um, I remember his name. His name is Harris. Cause I think my favorite line from the episode was, uh, what's up? I'm Harris. <laughs> um, he Harris said, Whittles, who wrote last episode. Fun fact. Well, oh, is his real name? Sure. Yeah. Oh, nice. It's actually his name. Well, he's Harris. a pervert on this episode. That's what they say. He's one of the animal control guys as well. Uh-oh. So there's no. Uh, oh, he's the one. There's no said. correlation between these two, even though I believe he also is Harris as the animal control. <laughs> Maybe he'll be oh. a reoccurring character. Um, Harris. He. Uh, 
he suggests that the park be turned into a topless park. No, he asked, will it be a topless park? Because if it's not, it should be. And then the lady, a lady stands up. Uh, she's a bit older, but she says that this is a topless park. I'm not signing it. And then Harris tells her that, hey, I wouldn't want you at the, at the topless park. But then he takes another look at her and as she turns around at him. And he's like, you know what? I changed my mind. You can come to the topless park. And then says, what's up? I'm Harris. And <laughs> made me cackle very loudly. Um, so, and then another guy, he says something. To, no, he backs the topless park. So he tries to start a topless park chant. Um, I'm with this pervert. <laughs> yeah. And so it does not go well. Um, but, you know, Andy's there for April's support as April's getting frustrated. Also, Andy thinks April is hot in whatever Leslie clothes she wear. And without any clothes as well. So he made that comment before they started. Uh, another meeting's going to start. and Because they're doing this every day this week. April asks Andy what she should do. Um, Andy doesn't really provide any uh, suggestions. I don't remember correctly. But as they're getting ready for the next meeting, uh, April tells Andy, like, hey, get, give me my purse uh, with my Leslie clothes in it. He throws her the purse. There's no clothes in it. And I realized Andy did something smart, by the way. He uh, he pretty much telling uh, April to be herself, not try to be Leslie. Yeah. And, and so when she, she just walks off with the bag and he just points to his head like he's a very smart one. Yes. And he made a great decision there. Um, and so then the April feels more confident and she and the meeting goes. You were going to say, I interrupted. What, did she say something specific? No, no, just like... So they have another meeting. She's just wearing her regular clothes. She starts the meeting, but she's not being Leslie. She's being herself. Um, I think Harris is there again. Mm -hmm. And she calls him out on being a pervert. And nobody wants to top his part. And so everybody starts applauding her. And even Harris starts to clap as well, which, (laughs) again, made me laugh. (laughs) Um... And so I think the meeting went all right. It, it must went 10 times better. Oh, they get the signatures they need. Yeah. And, and then they're celebrating. Like, they're celebrating by burning Leslie's clothes. And Leslie runs out there like, hey, I wanted that back. It's like, well, you should have told us that before we started burning your clothes. Like, Yeah, come right. on, Leslie. Come on, come on. Common sense, come on. Uh, Donna, I think Donna had two lines in this episode. I don't even uh, remember if she did. Yeah, I think when I remember her saying something for the first time when Andy and Abel walked in and they were all had their heads down because after the meeting and she's like, hey, guys, what's wrong? I think that was it. Pretty sure yeah, that's all she said. I think she was in the opening scene where they or like the beginning towards the beginning scene where they were trying to unclose. And then she was in that scene. <sighs> More lines than Jerry, who had none. Though. Oh, yeah. Jerry yeah, he just did an expression. Right. Today. Yep. Am I missing any key details? I don't think so. Sounds great to me, Sean. Uh, yeah, you it. look great. What? Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Well, then let's hop into top five. You're the kind of in there. Top five. What so you got, the, Sean? It's my turn to do the top five. And so I need to come up with five things. Uh, related to this episode, since the episode was called Anne's Decision, 
I wrote down a top five Sean decisions. Ooh, um, rhymes. Just and just in my life, and so these are. I don't think these are the best five decisions I've ever made, but uh, these are ones that came to mind when I was doing this top five. So, ready? Let's hit it. <laughs> Number five. Number five was eating a full pizza. Oh no, I'm sorry. Go on, Sean. No, that is obviously the worst decision, but I keep <laughs> doing it. You know, once a week. Um, Number five, back in 2016, I lived in the Riata in North Austin. However, rent was going up. uh, And so my number five decision was moving in with you guys. Oh, my God. I had cheaper rent and then I got a raise. And then six months later, I got a promotion. And so, yeah, I just, <laughs> see, good things happened when you lived with us. Yeah. And, um, and so I had more money than I would have had if I had stayed in that apartment. Complex, Absolutely. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I, I love the place. It's just rent was going up and I didn't think I could afford it. Uh, so I moved in with you guys. We had two. How long was it? Two years, two and a half great years of friendship and roommate stuff and we wouldn't be doing this podcast if i hadn't moved in and yeah and there's a franks and there's all kinds of stuff so moving in uh with roommates living with somebody else for the first time since and had five years i think i lived five years alone um and it was a great experience yay number four i'm not so good at this (laughs) (laughs) Number four, um, as I explained two, uh, two or three episodes ago that um, I got in trouble, got a DWI, uh, but the fourth best decision ever made was entering into the pre-child diversion program only because I completed it. Had I not completed, would have been one of the worst decisions I ever made because um, it was very hard, couldn't drink for a year, uh, but now that I completed the process, uh, the case is dismissed and soon it'll be off my record. Um, I, also had, I had the option to have it uh, as a non-disclosure, but it was st- it's still on my record. It's just private companies couldn't bring it up. Or I could go to trial, which is expensive, and there's no guarantee I could win, and I probably would have lost and went to jail. So doing the pre-child diversion worked out for me a year without drinking. I did it, um, and it was a great decision, and now I can continue my life. Number three! Number three was... Um, when I started working for the city, I got um, introduced to a PE program that the city offers for employees. Um, one of the PE class- classes was Ultimate Frisbee. I had never played Ultimate Frisbee before. And I just said, you know what? Um, this is all the other classes were like dance or like yoga, which at the time I wasn't into. So I'm not doing any of that. This seems athletic. I'm going to join this Ultimate Frisbee class. Little did I know this would become my favorite hobby from the past, you know, five, six, seven years. I can't remember when I joined. Um, Ultimate is great. I love it. I love playing pickup. I love playing in leagues. I'm not good. Uh, can barely throw a flick, but it's still so much fun. <laughs> um, and I've made great friends from it. Uh, me and Joey played in the league. Uh, we had a great time. It's just, you know, it was far. <laughs> but other than that, it was a great time. They gave us food and beer. And I play as much as I can. We can't play, obviously, right now because of uh, the coronavirus situation. But joining that P- if I hadn't joined that PE class, I probably would have never started playing Ultimate and made the friend, some new friends that I have today. That is true. Ultimate 
Very enjoyable. Quite the workout. Although I do have to ask, Sean, what if that yoga class was led by yoga with Adrian? Would you have thought it's still a great decision? No, it would have been a terrible decision. So, <laughs> okay. And so also the city has other classes and they offer yoga. And I, I'm in the yoga class as well. It's not with Adrian, but um, it's it, just as good. And she looks just as good. That's creepy. We should move on. <laughs> Number two. Number two was last August slash September, I did a random trip to Disneyland just because I had nothing else to do. I had never been to Disneyland. I've been to Disney World. Uh, but, um, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, me and my friend Jeff, we said, hey, you want to go to Disneyland? Uh, sure, why not? Um, went to Disneyland. Fantastic. Uh, had a great time. It, we didn't really have an agenda. Um, that the only thing I wanted to do was go to the Rangers Angels game, so that's the only thing I had on my list. Other than that, was just walk, go and do stuff in the park. Uh, ended up having a fantastic time. Nothing went wrong on a vacation, which is which is rare. Um, oh yeah, and the other thing I want to do was eat at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles because uh, I heard it was great and it was fantastic. Uh, gorse and a lot of chicken and the waffle, uh, but I had a great time at Disneyland. Probably my favorite memory of 2019. Boy, if we could go back to 2019. Oof. Yeah. Woof indeed. I what was your favorite Disneyland ride? Do you remember? Uh did favorite you have Disneyland. One? Yeah, it was the the Incredicoaster. It was the Incredibles themed roller coaster. It was a lot Ooh. of fun. Um I'm a big fan of roller coasters and Disneyland does not have a lot of roller coasters. That was one of the few. Um a lot mm. of it um is more uh presentation. Um, so, like, I grew up going to Six Flags all the time. Um, Six Flags is hot. You have to wait it outside. Uh, but the rides are cool, but there's just long lines. I um, mean, you're sitting there bored. You're trying to play games with your family or whatever. We didn't have, I mean, this is before phones. Now you just sit on your phone. Disneyland, a lot of the places for the lines were inside a facility, which is great because it's just AC. Like, you're, you're not sweating your ass off waiting to get on the ride. Um, the Star Wars ride was very fun, um, but it's more of a, uh, you sit in a seat and there's, there's a screen and you just go through that and it's like 4D, it kind of shakes you around. Um, the Avengers ride, not the Avengers, the Guardians of the Galaxy ride was like a Tower of Terror, which again, that was the first ride we did when we got there. It was a lot of fun, but um, I don't know, something about a roller coaster actually moving and, and having the wind blow past you. Uh, that's what I love. Precious. Number one! Number one, uh, to this day, the best decision I've ever made that I can think of was back in college. I, as a freshman, I was a computer science major. Um, did not do well. Um, freshman year of college really struggled. Um, especially the second semester, um, I got, had to, I was in four classes, had to drop out of two of them and ended up getting an F and a D in the other two. Um, things were looking really bleak. Um, but so I decided to give up on computer science, give up on my dream to be a video game designer and just be undeclared for a while to try to figure things out. Um, and just play video games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, and I came to that decision by reading Who Moved My Cheese? And <laughs> I read Who Moved My Cheese? It's all about change and embracing change. 
And, and so I made a change. I stopped doing um, uh, computer science. I was undeclared for two years, uh, but I was still, you know, taking classes. I started heading to the direction of getting a degree in sports management, which was uh, basically, well, it's in the School of Kinesiology. Um, and it worked out because um, I was in I was in the kinesiology club. I ended up becoming the president of the kinesiology club, and so I kind of had like first dibs on the kinesiology classes. Um, <laughs> and so, and because the major was full, but once that spot opened up, um, I was first one in. And so my senior year, I finally had a major, and I finished all the classes. Ended up graduating, and even though I struggled that freshman year, I still I still graduated in four years, which is uh, something I still look back on as like, yeah. I can That's do awesome. It. Yeah. What well, uh, did you have to run to become president of the kinesiology uh, club, or did you just have to? And was it like a five k or a yeah. marathon? <laughs> um. So, um, I ran unopposed. Um, I also ran. I was not unopposed. <laughs> I I, uh, I was nominated by the previous year's president because I had no plans on being the president. So I was in kinesiology club all four years. Uh, my junior year, I ran for vice president, actually. Didn't get it. Um, I was upset, so, but I got, uh, I got to be treasurer, which did a lot more than the vice president did. So I was glad I was, I was a treasurer because I figured out how the dues and where the bank was. and Pocketed um, some money. On yeah, the side. pocketed yeah. some money. Like, nice. helped, helped buy a TV for the kinesiology lounge. Like, it, I, I did more stuff uh, for the club. Um, and then... The previous uh, president nominated me because I was always there. I was present at all the events. It wasn't anything I said or, or did anything like that. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess I'll do it. So You're just I'll, around. Really yeah. just a good a good life lesson. Just be around. Uh, no, that's my entire life, actually. It's just be around. <laughs> show up. It's show up. If you show up, you'll, you'll, you'll do great. Um, and so, I, you know. What's it like? Attendance is like eighty percent of it, or whatever. Showing up is yeah, it's like eighty percent, like yeah. So yeah, top five. We were caught up in the top five. Sean, one other note: uh, your your running for vice president triggered a thought that came up at work the other day. Of back in the day, vice presidents were just whoever came in second, and how cool would that be? Would be Nowadays, so weird and crazy. They just fight the whole time. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, but it's like you couldn't. I don't know. Well, because I, I back think it would be then, great. I feel like people were like, "Well, this is how it is, so we have to work together and like try to get shit done." Whereas now, that would not be the way that people would handle it. They'd be like, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna try not to let you do any of the things that you want to do, and you're gonna try not to let me do any of the things that I want to do." And our, our, our current president fires anybody that doesn't like him. So he would have fired the vice president. So yeah, like they would have reality dueled. show or something. I know. Well, that's the other thing. It's like a vice president murdered someone. No, they dueled. I know Dick Cheney shot someone in the face too. That's but like, true. I think that was more accidental, but who knows? Maybe it was a duel. I don't know. But I wasn't there. I don't know if a duel was like super illegal. You know what I mean? Like that was sort of like a gentlemanly, gentlemanly way to. Oh, it was sort definitely of more of like problem. a way of yeah. life, but still, just. What you don't think I, other presidents have murdered people? I mean, surely yes. And vice presidents, 
or done but yeah terrible shit yeah no yeah i guess it's more just like hush hush or it's supposed to be yeah i don't know i don't know yeah back then you just you were like this is real and now it's like oh don't talk about that no i'm just making shit up (laughs) anyway (laughs) that was top five when we were watching this episode today, I was thinking about, so Leslie says something in one scene. Oh, she says like, let's go make a baby to Anne. And Anne's like, I don't know if we should word it that way, but it reminded me of Baby Mama, which uh, Amy Poehler is in with Tina Fey. And in that movie, Amy Poehler tells her, well, I can't remember who instigates it, but basically she's like, put, put a baby in me. And then she's like, I'm going to put a baby in you. Oh, no. And it's a great scene. <laughs> yeah, and I think they high five. Um, that that food poisoning scene is probably the loudest I've laughed at this entire <laughs> show. And beside, behind the scenes, this was one of the clips that Joey showed me prior to starting this podcast uh, to try to get convince me to watch the show. Um, he showed me this clip, and I think a year went by before we started before me saying, "All right, let's do it." So. So and I then several it. years, yeah, went by before this episode aired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In our, you know. Yes. Seasons. Very glad to hear that it was still enjoyable. And speaking of enjoyable, it's categories. Cat- <laughs> categories. Categories. As always, this is kind of a stretch, but early on in the episode, Anne ordering oatmeal, which some might argue is kind of a type of breakfast cereal. We've already done breakfast foods. We've done breakfast foods, but we have not done breakfast cereals. Haley, start us off. Oh, Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Pebbles. I'm also going to say here that we... (sighs) He's always trying to put rules on our categories. All right, fine. I was going to say... Yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? Tell us what you were going to say. No, we're going to ignore it, but tell us what it was. Kicks. That's not what it was. That was what I was going to say. Kicks. Okay. Pops. What? Pops? Corn pops? Yeah. I gotta have my pops. Mm. It's literally what the commercial says. They're called pops. They're called corn pops. Frosted flakes. They're called both. <laughs> Rice checks. Fruity pebbles. <laughs> uh, Captain Crunch. Wheat checks. Lucky charms. Uh, shredded mini wheats. Corn checks. Special K. Lucky Charms. No, I said that. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Right before Special K. When? Right before what? <laughs> yeah. Ch- chocolate Lucky Charms. Choco Charms. That was what I was going to say is none of these offshoots, but it's, I Frosted guess they are, all, they are all different. So yeah, that's fine. Cinnamon Toast See, Crunch. are all different. Oh, okay. We'll uh, let Sean. We'll have yes, a one. Yes, Tricks. Golden Grams. Crispix. Oh. Um, did we say... What's that toast one called? Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Yeah, we did say it. Oh, we did? Yeah. Okay, well then I'm going to say Peanut Butter Toast Crunch. Joey. French, French Toast Crunch. I believe they've just come out with a Churro Crunch, but they I did. don't... They, they okay, have. okay. Yeah. Sean confirms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll allow um, it. Reese's Puffs. Ooh, we said Cheerios? No. Frosted Cheerios. Let's oh. go down this list. Yeah. This is why um, I didn't want to do it. 
I just had one. What was it? Oh, no. Oh, Count Chocula? Honey Nut Cheerios. We didn't say that. Did we say that? Why are you looking at is me? Is Count Chocula a cereal? That's yes. literally what oh. it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought that was the Count from Sesame Street. No, that's Count uh, Chocula. Uh, clearly, I don't eat that. Cookie that's crisp. just the Count. Cookie? Cookie crisps. That's, that's what you mean? Um, Raisin Bran. Oreo O's. I don't think we finished all of these. So multi-grain Cheerios. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I'm running out of cereal. Um, yeah, I might be out of cereal. Dang. We had a good run. It was a good run. We it was made part of a well-balanced runs. breakfast. Rice Krispies? No, we already said that, didn't we? Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Treats. Oh. They're just called about? Rice Krispie cereal. No, there's a Rice Krispie Treat cereal. Yeah, there's a Rice Krispie Treat cereal. But I well. said Rice Krispies. Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying. Very, very well done. They also have chocolate ones. Yep, another thrilling installment of category. <laughs> this is my Haley's favorite. I love it. Huh? What? All right, huh? Sean, are you ready? All right, Sean, are you? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, Sean, are you ready to to pop the next episode? Pop what? No. A stop this. Please stop this. Pop, pop, Please stop. Sean, the next episode is called Emergency Whoa, Response. I'm glad. Please go now. Okay, Sean, go. Emergency Response is probably going to be. There's an explosion, and then Leslie and it's in a park. So Leslie and Ron they get kicked into the action and kicked into the action. Um, and they have to respond emergencyly. We um, emergencyly. My phone was in my pocket when Joey started that, so that's why he had to uh, drag out the the name for so long. I mean, it clearly didn't affect the uh, the guessing. No, that was now. good. Just. That was, that was as asked to be expected about seven seconds filler, eight seconds yeah. actual guess. And so we've all been doing, you know, our social distancing, but, you know, whatever Zoom meetings or FaceTime or, or house party, I have in an hour, I'm going to be in a flip cup competition with somebody. Oh, uh, with one I'm, other person? Yeah, it, I'm, I'm going to lose. It's going to be so bad, but I've been talking mad shit like I'm going to win. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm gonna Are lose. other people going to watch this happen, or is it just between the two of you? I think other people are going to watch if they, oh, if okay. they log in. But, oh, man, I'm, oh, I'm going to get my ass kicked. But it's, uh, yeah, got that to look forward to. Just do some fancy um, editing. Just have, just show your hand trying to flip, and then have a cup already flipped, and just pan over real fast. I've been trying to think of ways to cheat. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I might. There's nothing. I'm not a uh, magician. There's no way. Like I'm pretty sure they're gonna want a camera, a stock camera with our full bodies into the. Yes, scene. but how funny would it be for you to pretend to cheat? Maybe after a, a couple cups are flipped. <laughs> it would be hilarious. Um, I'm on board with that. But I'm probably going to lose. And so my uh, friend, she's been... So she's an old co-worker of mine. Um, and then she moved. But when she was in 76 town, years old. No. Uh, uh, 
But she had a party one time, and I challenged her to flip cup, and I lost badly. And then when I, I told her when I can drink again, just wait. I'm going to get my rematch, and I'm going to whip that ass. Um, and so I I told her today, like, oh, man, I forgot to buy some plastic cups so I can uh, beat you in flip cup. She's like, oh, it's on. And so she set a time. Uh, she created, like, an event, and she's been advertising it on Instagram. Oh, dang. I was like, oh, my God. Now this is the thing. It was I was just kidding. But now it's the actual thing. I'm about to get my ass beat in flip cup. On. And Sean still doesn't have cups. Yeah, did you so. get the cups? <laughs> yeah. Very yeah, awkward. I went, I went to the gas station and got some cups. Um, I'm going to lose so bad. What are you going to put in the cups? Also, how are you going to know that you're pouring the same amount? I guess we could show, like, run the camera across the cups. Or maybe do, like, put a shot or something. Oh, yeah. I'm, there's, there's cameras. You guys I'll, figure out the logistics. Yeah. <laughs> We don't and have I'll, to figure it out. Another thing that I don't own, I don't own a table. So um, I guess I'll be doing the flip cup on my coffee table here, which was going to get it messy. And I like this coffee table, but. Could you do it on a counter? I guess I could do it. But no. Okay. So I practiced and on the counter. It's a lot harder. The cup doesn't, oh. it bounces back. But on the coffee table, it kind of, if you flip it on his head, it kind of stays. So. Okay. I got it. Well, That's I can't sneaky. wait to hear about this next week. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic yeah yeah but in the meantime if you want to uh, head on over to the uh, apple podcast slash itunes drop a five-star review drop some advice for sean for flip cup uh you'd have to it's gonna do be it late. probably yeah. before this yeah, episode you're gonna airs, have to but uh, no yeah psychically. mentally just know just know what's going on maybe we can make like a beer fest olympics and i do this every week and somebody one of our listeners challenged me in something and That'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, let's get Sean challenged. Sean's getting a little too cocky lately, we've noticed. So let's bring him down with some beer Olympics. <laughs> or or power him up if he wins. Yeah. You'll either become Optimus Prime or, <laughs> or, or, uh, uh, or Jazz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or Jazz. Okay. That's not my uh, my area of strength. So after Optimus Prime, I was pretty much out of. <laughs> You'll either be Optimus Prime or Shia LaBeouf. And yet Joey went down <laughs> that, that area. I was thinking Shia LaBeouf though too, but I didn't know the character's name. I think it's Shia just Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. No. Actual wow. cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Sam Witwicky. This is. Oh yeah, it is. Ah. <laughs> Witwicky. How did we not know? I don't know. We were watching. Joey was putting on a bunch of like digital shorts and things the other day from oh, SNL yes. and Lonely Island, and he put on the one with uh, Andy Samberg and Dear Sister. Oh, Dear Sister, which parodies the season finale. I believe it's the season two finale of The OC, oh. where a guy gets shot and then it's super slow motion, and it's uh, the. Oh, what is the song? What's the actual song? It's the one that What You Say by Jason Derulo samples. Yeah. Imogen Heap. Oh, you show me this. Yeah, whatever yeah. that uh, So song he put is that called. on. It's and so good. now that so good. Shia LaBeouf is in that sketch. So as soon as we start talking about him, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> we'll drop a link in the show notes for anyone that wants to waste two and a half minutes. But until then. Parks and Rec. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.